0: Guys, back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, coming to you all live from Atlanta, Georgia. Joined cross cross state Nashville lines with Ben Gorowitz. Ben, say what's up to the people.
1: Happy holidays, everyone. Good to be back. Good to be back.
0: Yeah, happy holidays. Merry Christmas from me and Ben both. Ben is Jewish, so obviously he doesn't celebrate the holiday. He already had celebrated Hanukkah and everything, but... We can still always wish everyone happy holidays and whatnot. It's a great time of the year, Ben. We got a ton of sports coming from now to the end of the year. Um, we're going to talk about those bowl games for y'all. Um, we're going to talk about NFL. I um, even got an NBA pick I want to talk about. I'll talk a little bit about these Christmas Day games, just real, br- not real briefly. And if, but before we do all that, We got to talk about the NFL wildcard situation. Me and Ben decided that we would wait till today to do our podcast for the week. Ben, let's get down, man, talk about this NFL wildcard. So we saw a lot of crazy things play out. I would say for the most part, things went as we discussed, but at the same time, the Saints, man. The Saints were really the team that kind of shook everything up in the nfc with winning that game outright i mean the way the game played out the saints should absolutely have won the game but now we sit here today with them having Taysom hill and um and their other qb that, who's the other qb trevor that have? him yeah trevor simeon both placed on the COVID list ian book going to make his first scheduled nfl start ben the way everything stands right now this is your current nfc playoff picture here We've got the Vikings holding it down in that seven spot. We have San Francisco in the six and we have the Rams and all those other teams. who are pretty much locked in. Can the saints slip in here? What do you think?
1: I mean, they can because the Vikings are an untrustworthy team. Uh, we're going to see what we get out of the 49ers tonight. Um, I, I think they can make a statement tonight. If, if they play, their style of football, which means Jimmy G, you know, limits the turnovers, Kittle and Debo Samuel, Samuel heavily relied on the both go off. Then I think they can make a statement win. but if not, if they can kind of go back to their inconsistent ways, I think they're untrustworthy as well. So can the saints do it? They can. Uh, What a wild season it has been for the new Orleans saints too. Like, I mean seven and seven, we'll about to play the Dolphins first seven and seven in a big game really for both teams. And you gotta start Ian Book, who's was he on the practice squad? Is that what he was elevated from? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's never done it before. Um, I would say it would be helpful if Sean Payton's coaching. I, I would assume he's gonna be back from COVID.
0: Yeah, Sean Payton's supposed to be back from COVID.
1: That should help since you know he's been around for a long time. I think he can kind of simplify it. He'll find out what uh, Ian Book's strengths are and try and help out the kid as much as he can. But not a situation you want to be in. But if you really look at the Saints' season between injuries and, and COVID outbreaks, they haven't had much luck this season, and they're sitting at five hundred. So they still have a chance, but it you know they're going to need to help out Ian Book a lot. And I would not say their receiving core is the greatest to help out a young quarterback.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. So the Vikings play the Rams at the Packers and versus the Bears. I'd say they're going to go two and one in those final games. Um, The Saints, they play the Dolphins this week. I think they go down, but I think they can handle the, the Panthers and the Falcons after that. 49ers. The 49ers are a game up on both these teams already. They play at the Titans, but then they have the Texans and at the Rams. Rams could not be playing for something that last week. The 49ers would win a three-way tie between these teams anyway, as with the Vikings, leaving the Saints the odd man out if there's a three-way tie here. Um look, I think there probably will end up being a three-way tie here between these three teams or No, sorry, there wouldn't be a three-way tie because the 49ers would. But, yeah, worst-case scenario, there could be a three-way tie if the 49ers end up going two and one. I think the 49ers probably lose tonight, so it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out with all that. I'm going to say this. I think the Eagles, man, are the team that we're still not talking about enough here. The Eagles are still sitting here in the tiebreaker with all these other teams. The Eagles play wa- – they play the Giants at Washington versus the Cowboys. I could see Dallas sitting there with nothing to play, man. I mean, you know, I picked the Eagles before all this guy going to make the playoffs and take this spot. I still think the Eagles take the spot. I just feel like the Vikings, the way they've played, like you said – We can't trust these Vikings, man. I really feel like the Vikings are going to go down. I think the Saints losing this week is going to hurt them a lot. I really do think they'll lose to the Dolphins. The Dolphins are rolling. There's no way the Dolphins' defense is going to let Ian freaking Book come out here and beat them. Give me a break, man. There's no way that happens. I think we end up seeing the 49ers and Eagles in these last two playoff spots.
1: Yeah, we we talked about the Eagles uh, last podcast a little bit because you were bringing them up, and I I still wasn't a total believer in them. Um, But here's the thing. Like, I had – I don't want to bring this to fantasy football because nobody cares, but I had Miles Sanders at the beginning of the year. And I was like, why aren't they using him? Like, he's a solid running back, this and that. I like, you know, watching Hertz in college, um, it, it's obvious his strength is throwing on the run and running the football himself, like design quarterback runs. It's what he does at a really high level. And they were dropping him back, throwing like 30, 40 times a game. And I kept texting you every week. I was like, why do they think they could win? It's almost like, they don't know who their own quarterback is. And I'm not saying – I don't mean to, like, you know, make fun of Hurts or or say bad negative things about him, but stay to your strengths. Play to your strengths. And, of course, what are they doing now? They're playing to their strengths, running the football, relying on the good offensive line. It's a veteran offensive line. Kelsey. Oh, my God. Kelsey is incredible at the center position. Um, They're playing to their strengths. Miles Sanders is getting the ball. Jalen Hurts is running the football. Uh, taking care of the football, making good decisions. And wh- what's that stat that they have right now? They've rushed over 200 yards in like four or five, six straight weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. They're just dominating the line of scrimmage against teams, playing to their strength. And I think we know who this team is. They're a defensive run the, uh, run the ball first team. It's working out for them.
0: No, I absolutely agree with you on that one, Ben. This team is a, is a very good defensive team. They're running that football well, and that's really been the change in them. You know, they ran the football, and they got it the easier half their schedule. Now they have the easiest schedule to finish out of any of these teams. I mean, they're not going to play a playoff team pretty much. Washington football team after this week, man, is probably going to phone it in. You know, they're catching 10 points against Dallas. As much as you like to say, hey, man, maybe they can make the playoffs here. I just don't see it happening with the way everything's playing out for them, so – I think that's the way it's going to end up going there. Um, Another thing we got to talk about here is before we talk about who's going to get the one seed in the NFC, let's talk about real quick, who's going to win the NFC West. I mean, Ben, it's, it's coming down here down the wire. We see the Cardinals limping in. We see the Rams. I mean, the Rams, I wouldn't necessarily say you're playing their best football either right here. It's be interesting to see how things play out here. Look, the way things play out, the Cardinals play the Colts, they play at the Cowboys, and they play the Seahawks. I think that's a two-and-one right there for them. We'll talk a little bit later about which one of those two games I think they're going to win. And then for the Rams, at the Vikings, at the Ravens versus the 49ers, I think the Rams have a much more difficult schedule. I think the Cardinals end up holding it down here and keeping this number one overall seed. I think they have – I mean feels kind of crazy to say I think they got the better defense and I think this offense will still pick things up and keep it rolling I just think I mean that that was such a bad loss though for them if they want to win this division last week against Detroit it's almost inexcusable but at the same time you know it's kind of a look ahead spot a look past spot for a young team and a young head coach and you know I still like this Cardinals team to finish out here and win the division I think the Rams have an extremely hard schedule and I'm not completely sold about the Rams and Trust me guys, I'll give you later on the podcast when it comes down to the, we're going to discuss a Rams game. I'm going to give you all some real selling points on why I'm not that sold on the Rams. But I mean, <clears throat> this team really doesn't have their impressive win yet this season.
1: No, and I don't really disagree um, with anything you just said. I mean, yeah, I think the Rams schedule is a little bit harder. I just think at the end of the day, they're almost just the better team. I think when it comes down to coaching, I trust McVeigh a little bit more. Um, I don't know if I trust Stafford more than Kyler Murray necessarily. I think both in big games kind of make questionable decisions every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, as soon as you get Kyler kind of staying in the pocket, not being able to run around, he, he can make some questionable throwing decisions and Stafford, you know, it's, it's followed his whole career. I know that Detroit, the talent level, you can't really compare to what he has, but yeah, he's had some questionable games this year in, uh, in big time moments. He's also had some really good games. Um, here's the thing is I I think the Rams, the difference is they're not playing well right now. And they're on a three game win streak and the Cardinals are on a two game losing streak. Things can spiral out of control when you've had the kind of luck or unluckiness, as I should say that the Cardinals that have they haven't had D hop healthy in, in weeks. Um,
0: he's on the it, IR and can't even come back unless they play in the yeah, championship game.
1: And that's what I was going to say. And now he's out. So, their offense was kind of limping uh, these past couple weeks. And now that it's lost their best player, right? Kyler Murray and really the rest of the squad. Um, they've had some in and outs on the COVID list. It's almost like they, they don't, they're not getting any reps together. Um, it, it, the offense just isn't flowing. I mean, James Conner still having a good season. Um, Christian Kirk's that guy that can step up. He had a really good week last week in that loss, but they got to get Kyler Murray healthy. They got to keep him healthy. They got to get the team healthy. And right now who's playing better, even though that they have a harder schedule coming up, I think if they're not like they're winning games or they're not playing well, and we know how well they can play. I I'm viewing the Rams kind of like the chiefs. Like I'm still not sold. The chiefs have, are as good as some people are saying they are. The chiefs offense still doesn't look good. And now Kelsey could be out and now Hill might be out. So it's like they're winning games, the chiefs, but they don't look like themselves. The Rams are winning games but they don't look like themselves. I think they can turn it on. And I think playing good teams, good competition Mm -hmm. would help them late in the season.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, both these teams, I think, I just think the Rams are pretenders, but I definitely think the Cardinals have played their best football and are limping into the playoffs. i would probably bet against both these teams in the playoffs. Honestly, I think these teams are both big time pretenders, you know, I mean, th- we both said, this is probably the, one of the most, this is probably the most stacked division in football. It still is. But the thing is they don't have that elite team. All these teams are pretty much playing on the same level minus Seattle. Cause Seattle is absolutely just garbage. Um, also, too, you know, the Rams did get one hell of a lucky call. But I honestly think, Ben, you put that so well there with those teams. I mean, both these teams are very much limping in. Let's talk about a the general picture of the NFC. So now in the NFC, we don't want to spend been time here breaking down every single team. We got the Packers at 11-3, 10-4 Dallas, 10-4 Tampa Bay with all those offensive injuries now. I mean, I think the answer is pretty obvious here, Ben. Are you going to agree with me and say the Packers are going to wrap up here and win this number one seed? I mean, their remaining schedule is versus the Browns where they're seven-point favorites, versus the Vikings where they're going to be favored, and then at the Lions. I mean, they should for damn sure win out.
1: Yeah, we talked about this last week, and I told you the Packers are the best team in football. Um, I told you Rodgers when I when I saw him at plus 700 win MVP. Mm-hmm. I said it multiple times that, that people should look into it, and – uh Listen, we talked about the situation, the kind of scenario between the Bucks and the Packers, and yeah, you know, all they had to do was win out. When I said, "Well, I don't know if the Bucks are going to win out," and I think people look at their schedule and just be like, "Well, they should," and they, they should. But listen, uh, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers actually might be playing the best football <laughs> we've seen him play. Yeah. Um, listen, I know the Bucks lost a couple guys last week, but getting shut out at home is is something that would just never happen to an Aaron Rodgers squad. It just wouldn't. He wouldn't get shut out at Lambeau. I can mm-hmm. promise you that. Um, not to a Saints team like that. <laughs> I mean, he did lose to the Saints, but that was week one. And uh, it, they just he wouldn't get shut out. The Bucks need to get healthy. Chris Godwin's going to be out for the year. Um, I think Mike Evans will eventually be fine and Fournette will eventually be fine. I haven't seen updates on them necessarily, but it wasn't a good loss. Um I told you I thought the Packers were the best team in football. They were gonna hold on to the one seed. Yeah, I still believe it. And I think Aaron Rodgers should be the front runner or is the front runner and should win MVP if it ended today.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you completely on all that. I don't think we need to waste any more time on it. The Packers will get the number one seed, and you know. Guys, Ben has been the pro, has been the Pro Packers guy all season long. I had my doubts, but Ben was 100% right, and I got to give him give him props where it's due. Let's move though to the, let's move to the AFC now. Um, we'll hold the uh, Buffalo, New England who's going to win the division talk till later because we have a very relevant reason that we're going to have to revisit that later on the podcast if y'all get my, catch my memo. I mean, Ben, all these divisions are up for grabs here. Let's start out though and talk about. I mean, it's since Cincinnati sits at eight and six, the Ravens sit at eight and six, Pittsburgh sits at seven and six, the Browns sit at seven and seven, or the Pittsburgh is seven, six and one, actually, because they have the tie in there. Ben, are are the Bengals going to be able to hang on here and win this division?
1: Dude, I don't love their schedule for them. Um, You know, obviously it's Baltimore this week, but Kansas City, then at Cleveland, I mean, here. Cleveland might be a lot healthier in two weeks than they are from now. And mm-hmm. going in Cleveland, in a, if it happens to be a must win game for the Bengals to get in the playoffs, I, I, don't, I wouldn't put much confidence in them um, just because at this point, like they're a franchise that has to show me before I can fully believe in them. Now I like the Bengals. Um, I like watching Burrow. They have a really good offense with Chase, Mixon, Boyd, um, Higgins, and, and Burrow, obviously. Yeah, I don't I can't trust them. But here's the thing is I look at the Ravens, right? And their schedule's not easy either because their schedule is at Cincinnati, the Rams and Pittsburgh. Like it's almost like Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh could do it. But if Pittsburgh's so bad that I don't think they could do it. Bottom line is I don't trust any team in this division. If I had to pick one to win the division, I would say Cincinnati because I think Cincinnati beats the Ravens this week.
0: Yeah, I do agree with you. I think Cincinnati beats the Ravens this week. Um, we'll revisit that game once again, also later on in the podcast. Um, you know what? It's very tough, but I think Cleveland's going to win this division. I think think Cleveland's going to come in and handle their business. I think Cleveland will lose to the Packers on Sunday, but I think at the Steelers and versus the Bengals, I think they're going to handle Steelers. I really do. I think they have revenge on their mind, and they're going to come out and handle the Steelers in that game. I also think they can handle the Bengals at home. I think Cleveland is going to be healthy, and they're going to get things done the right way. I would almost not play Miles Garrett in this game against the Packers. Let him take it off and try to win out and get through there. I, I really think injuries have started to pile up on Baltimore. And look, I think Harbaugh made those decisions to go for it on fourth down not because he's an idiot, not because of analytics or any of that. I really think it's because the way he looked at it is, look, we have a chance to win the game right now. We've played so many overtime games. I was actually looking back at the Ravens' schedule because I do a lot of my betting this week, and I was really diving into that Bengals game. If you look at it, the Ravens have played pretty much a tight down-to-the-wire game every single week for the last six weeks. That takes a toll on your body, man. I mean, the Ravens have had to grind it out. Like, the Ravens haven't had a Sunday game where they can can just come out there and they just beat the crap out of you, even against the Lions. They man, they had to grind that one out to the last play to get the w- game winner. The Ravens they've have been not grinding, the
1: easy- they've been grinding since preseason when they lost all three running backs, or whatever happened.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like this season has never been easy on the Ravens, and I really think they're going to fall apart. Not only do I think they're falling apart. I don't think the Ravens are going to make the playoffs, man. I think things are really going to fall apart. I mean, they play at the Bengals, and they're going to have to play the Rams. The Rams are going to need that one like blood to win this division. And then on top of that, you got to play the Steelers. they or, or the they play the Steelers the last week of the season. I mean, Ravens Steelers is a huge rivalry. These two teams could be playing to see who gets into the it's playoffs been last game. Yeah, it's gonna be big. Ben, it could be Big Ben's last game ever. You think he's gonna go out with an L to this Baltimore team? Hell no. I mean, I, that that rivalry. I, honestly, picking who's gonna win this division is so freaking hard right now. But I'm gonna stick. I'm mainly sticking with the Browns because that was my prediction before the season started. But. I mean, I just I think Cleveland gets it done still, man. I really think that they have a chance. I mean, we we watched how good this team really is, man. They almost beat the Raiders without their entire team in there. I mean, that showed a lot of heart. I really wish they could have hung on and won that one. But yeah, I think Cleveland gets it done somehow. I still think they're the best team in this division.
1: This division's crazy.
0: Yeah, that division it, is absolutely it makes crazy. Sense. No, it really doesn't make any sense with that division how all these teams are this good. Um, let's talk about since the Ben predicted this one. He had Indianapolis winning division, and Ben, I'm going to agree with you, man. I mean, if Tennessee loses tonight, I 100% think that Indianapolis wins the division. If Tennessee wins tonight, it's going to be much tighter, but Tennessee's going to have to play the Dolphins and at the Texans. So, I mean, they could potentially go one and two right there. I see two and one here for the for sure. I mean, they're, I think there's no way Indianapolis loses at the house to the Raiders or they lose at Jacksonville. They still have to play the Cardinals on Sunday night football, which we'll talk about what I think is going to happen in that one later. But I think Indianapolis wins this division, man. You talk about teams that are playing their best football. I think Indianapolis is trending up. Tennessee has been trending downwards with the injuries. Tennessee, we'll really see what Tennessee is made of tonight. This is a must win game for them. That's all the more reason why I love them in the spot tonight.
1: Dude. I mean, absolutely. It's the perfect way to describe the Colts. They're trending up like no other team in the NFL right now. Um, Listen, they're playing to their strengths that they establish their identity, that we're not going to make Carson Wentz do a whole lot. As long as Jonathan Taylor can carry the whole, uh, can carry the uh, team. And he hasn't slowed down since. I mean, I thought there was a chance he would struggle against Belichick and the Pats, because that's what Belichick does takes away your best player. Uh, Still over like 170 yards, I think he had. So, I mean, there's no slowing him down right now. Um, He, I mean, he's in the conversation, in my opinion, that he should be in the conversation for the MVP. I'd slot him third in the MVP right now, uh, slightly behind Brady, but just a remarkable season for him. And, yeah, I mean, pressure's on Tennessee. If they lose tonight, the pressure's really on the Titans. Um, I mean, listen, they're not getting any healthier week to week. I mean, offensive line that are kind of in out. Derrick Henry's not coming back next week, so they got to figure it out. I think – A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, you were telling me, are both expected to be back tonight. That's a bolster yeah, who, for Tennant
0: Hill. Julio offense. played last week, and AJ's one hundred percent playing tonight. Okay, so
1: they have both back. Obviously, that helps Tennant Hill. They need this win tonight, or else a lot of the pressures on them.
0: Yeah, I actually think if Jonathan Taylor breaks a hundred yards in these last three, all three last three games, if he goes a hundred plus and they end up winning the division. I I honestly think he deserves MVP over Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers got it last year. You know, why not give it to the running back? I think it'd be a cool thing to see, and clearly he's led to his team's turnaround because when he started balling out, they ended up winning it. But, yeah, these teams need, like, blood. I agree, though, man. I think Colts are playing better. I think they're a better team. I think they're playing better football right now. I think the Colts end up getting in here. Their defense is
1: rocking, too, man.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Th- that defense looked great. Mac Jones didn't have a damn clue what he was doing out there against them. Um Real quick here. Let's not go into too much detail here. Who's your final? What's your final playoff picture look? So obviously we got Kansas City at one. We'll discuss who wins that other division later. Then we're gonna have have the Colts in as our third team. We, we you said you said Cincinnati. I said Cleveland in as our other winner. So we now we got to pick our three wild cards. My three wild cards. I'm going with Tennessee is one of them. Obviously, the Chargers is my other one. And then my last one, I'm going with either Buffalo or New England. I say that the NFC North gets gets only one team in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think the runner-up of the South, whether the Titans or the Colts, um, gets it. I think the runner-up of the East between Buffalo and New England mm-hmm. and Chargers. Um, I mean, the Chargers are just – they could epically collapse, and it wouldn't surprise me. But they're good enough to be in the postseason.
0: Yeah, I agree. With hey, uh, I was I was looking at something today too. The Chargers have actually played one of the hardest schedules in the entire NFL. Realistically, I mean, the Chargers have come to play against everybody. Think they about can it.
1: Score with anyone. I don't Think about but it. They get they can get out coached and. Can't stop anybody. Also,
0: they were Brandon Staley's idiotic coaching decisions away from being the number one overall seed in the AFC. That's how crazy the AFC is, man. How this is an awesome year, honestly, for sports compared to last year. I remember last year we'd sit here on the podcast. We didn't even really talk about college football because it was so cut and dry. Like we could you know what I mean? We couldn't even come up with like fun topics like NFL. Like it was so cut and dry. Everything's a complete bumble uh, is a complete bumble. You know what, right now, like you can't make out what's really going to happen with anything here. I mean, you could literally go from like the NFC North is at just absolutely It's just insane, man, how awesome this is going to be and watch everything play out down the stretch here.
1: Yeah, you know, um, that meme from Charlie from, uh, it's always sunny where he's like pointing everywhere and the strings are going. Yeah. That's, that's the NFL AFC right now. <laughs>
0: I love that. Um, let's get down, though, Ben, to the biggest matchups of the week, as we always do. We're going to start things off, guys, in college football bowl season. I promise you guys, it's our last week of talking about bowl games that most of y'all are probably not interested in. Next week, we come all the fire bowl games come Tuesday. We're going to podcast on Monday just because we want to get that. We want to react to instantly the NFL and we want to get to y'all all the best bowl games. It's going to be an awesome podcast. And we'll be back again on Thursday with the college football playoff and that weekend's NFL. So it's going to be a busy time here. I'm excited for it. I know Ben is too, but let's start out tonight, Ben. Tonight, yeah. we currently have the Gasparilla Bowl down in down in Tampa, Florida, as we have the UCF Golden Knights taking on the six and six Florida Gators uh in state an in state matchup right a clash if you want to call it Florida's minus seven favorites in this game over under set at 55 and a half you doing anything on this one Ben
1: yeah uh, I'm taking I'm taking the Knights um, UCF plus seven honestly my main reason is like Gus and his coaching staff should easily be able to get his players up for a game like this as you mentioned, it, it can help in in-state recruiting. It, they just a hundred percent have more to play for. He's trying to build a program there. Um, you know, if Billy Napier was coaching this game, I think Florida would would show up in it's Nothing against their their interim coach, um, but Florida's got a lot of starters out, and, and like Gus Malzahn is trying to build a program. I think UCF cares about this more about this game. Um, I'm not saying like like Florida can win because at the end of the day, even their backups are, you know, they could still be four stars and Mm -hmm. and they're probably they could probably out talent you. But at the end of the day, the team that's going to care more, I still think it's UCF, so I think they can cover a touchdown. So give me plus seven.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one, Ben. When I first looked at it, I was like, man, UCF sucks now that I'm Dylan Gabriel. It's Emory Jones' last game; they're going to close it out. But I kind of have the same thought process as you. I don't even think he's playing. No, Emory Jones said he's going to play and then enter the transfer portal after the game's oh. over. So this is his last I think game ever. Richardson as a is starting though. No, Richardson's hurt. Actually, he can't play. Oh, is he
1: hurt now? Okay. Yeah.
0: So if anything, I would like that more that they can't bring in Richardson to replace Emory Jones. I just think this game, Florida doesn't want to be there. They're not going to show up. They're not going to play hard. UCF wants to play, man. This is an in-state game. Like you said, I mean, Gus has probably got a little secret sauce to beating Florida. He's played him a couple times against Auburn. He lost to him last time he was the Auburn head coach. sure he wants to beat the crap out of him, too. I think that's exactly what happens here. I think UCF wins this one outright. Florida could care less. They'll be ready to go next season. This team's already given up. They've been through enough. They could care less about playing this game. We saw last year in Florida's bowl game. Got
1: a lot of people sitting out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is gonna, it'll be a fun one to watch for sure. I'll be tuning in back and forth. Um, Next one we have is the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, which is on new on Christmas Eve. December twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. We have the Memphis Tigers taking on the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. This is going to be the only sporting event on Friday, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna itching all day for this game to go ahead and kick off at eight p.m. on Christmas Eve. We have Memphis is now they're up to nine point favorites. The total is at fifty five and a half. Um, I'll start off soft on this one since I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna take the under fifty five and a half. I think Memphis is a good look too. Um, Hawaii is a lot of guys opting out of this game. Hawaii is honestly a pretty bad team. I know you might be saying, oh, Hawaii on the island. Let's take them. Hawaii's been terrible this year on the island. They only have one cover the entire season on the island. They've played absolutely horribly at home. I think this is just a game where Memphis wants to be there more. I think Memphis' defense will show up. Hawaii won't be able to move the ball. Memphis will run the ball all over them. Memphis is a really good running team. We all know they have a great program. I think Memphis handles them pretty easily and wins this game by a score of like 30 to 21.
1: I got nothing on this game, nor do I know much about this matchup. But my only question is, what are Hawaii people opting out for? Like, it,
0: uh, if, if it's, it's
1: COVID, like, then sure. But how many – like, what are you opting out? To go to the
0: draft? I, I don't know. I Maybe COVID, it may not. All I know is when I was reading it said Hawaii's going to be down a bunch of players. So, not 100% sure what exactly the reasoning is. But they'll be down some guys. Um, Next game up here <laughs> – is a Saturday game. This game will be on Christmas Day. We have it's called the Tax Act Camilla Bowl, played in Montgomery, Alabama. We got Georgia State making this making the trip across uh, state lines, taking on Ball State. Um, Georgia State's a five and a half point favorite in this game. The total is at fifty-one. Ben, anything from you on this?
1: If I take anything, it's going to be from the stat that you say. So I'll, I'll just give the floor to you.
0: Yeah. So according to what I've read is Georgia state should be double digit favorites. They're apparently a much, much better team than ball state. We've actually watched the Mac get, absolutely shitted on so far during bowl season the mac has played absolutely terrible so i think that's another reason to want to bet against them here but georgia state's the much better team here they're going to run the ball over them i don't think ball state's going to do much of anything i think georgia state beats them by at least two scores here in this one this one will be on 230 on espn i'll i probably won't tune in much to this one but i think it should be an easy cash for us on georgia state minus five and a half um Next game up here on the slate, we're going to go to the Quick Lane Bowl, which is going to be played in Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. We got Western Michigan taking on Nevada on this game. Um, Nevada quarterback Carson Strong did opt out. T- spread on this one, six and a half, over-under set at 56. Ben, anything from you on this one?
1: Western dogs are favorites.
0: They're favorites.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is uh... – Familiar field for them, doesn't the Mac I think the Mac Championship plays in in uh I can't remember now. Were they in the Mac championship? I thought they were.
0: No, the Mac championship was ball state versus Kent State, I believe. Okay, never
1: mind then. Um, no, there, there's gonna be no action for me in this game. Um, I don't know anything about Nevada <laughs> without Carson Strong. I, I've watched a couple of their late night games with Carson Strong, uh, but I don't know what kind of team they are without him. I don't know anything about the quarterback. Um, so I'll pass on this game.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna pass on this one too. I just like I don't even. I, I'd probably say Western Michigan here, but at the same time, the Maxman's so bad. I'm probably just not even a bet on that one. That's on at 11 a.m. on Monday. That's an early one. Um, the other game we have is on 2.30 th- two on Monday. I will definitely be fiending for action on this one. It's Boston College, three point favorites taking on um, East Carolina here. This is called the Military Bowl, and they will be playing in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, I'll start us off on this one. Look, Phil Dracovic is a damn good quarterback at all. East Carolina is actually a pretty good team here. Um, Their quarterback threw for over 3,000 yards. Their running back went for over 1,000. They're one of the better teams in the AAC. I think three points is pretty generous here. Don't know how much Boston College wants to even be in this game. Boston College did lose me a lot of money this season. I can't tell you the amount of times I thought they had great matchups and they didn't cash for me. I'm going against them here. Give me East Carolina. Ben, anything from you?
1: No, it's gonna be no play for me. But I had thought Boston College was gonna be pretty decent this year. Looking at it now, only being six and six. I know they had a little bit of a quarterback shuffle this year, but uh, you know, a little disappointing.
0: Yeah, definitely a disappointing season for Boston College. I mean, they should have been better though. Like people they- wasn't wasn't their coach in the names for, like, other jobs? He might have
1: been. I know, though, that the – Hire G- someone like a 6-6 six and six in Boston College? Like, what are you <laughs>
0: – what are you yeah. looking at? Yeah, that one's not exactly making much sense to me at all. Yeah, you know, I mean, I thought that Phil Dracovic was going to be really good. Obviously, got hurt. Then I thought Dennis Gersell would be fine, but sell clearly did not play up to standards. So, yeah, nothing there. Well, we'll get back to the other bowl games, though, for you guys on Tuesday – And let's, put I mean, on Monday, we'll get y'all Tuesday's games and there's five really good bowl games on that day, followed up by another day of five really good bowl games, followed up by another day of five really good bowl games. And then we got the final four. So got a lot of good college football stuff coming for y'all, but. Ben, let's move over now to the NFL side of things. We will start off with Christmas Day. That is right, guys. We have Christmas Day NFL. Not going to lie, me being an NBA guy, I would say, you know, I don't like the NFL being on this day, but I'm actually a huge fan of the fact the NFL is on Christmas Day because half these teams are going to be playing with skeleton crews due to COVID protocols anyway um let's start things out though with our first game on sunday we're gonna have a 430 i mean on saturday with a 430 kickoff we're gonna have the cleveland browns fighting for their playoff lives against the 11 and 3 green bay packers at green bay green bay is a seven and a half point home favorite the total's at 46 in this one anything from you ben i mean my
1: common theme for all of these games that we're about to talk about is i have to look at the injury report to see what they are before the game because it's like at any point, there you're looking at a third-string quarterback. Like I just randomly go on Twitter this afternoon I see, okay, the Saints will start kneeing book. I'm like, well, that sucks. Like, and it's big with the Browns because the Browns keep having guys put on every like every day. It seems like guys are taking off and taking on. Um, so I feel like it's a lot of points, but at the end of the day, I don't feel like it's a lot of points. I'm going to lean the Packers, even though I don't like the number of minus seven and a half. Um, actually what I would look into is Packers team total, to be honest with you, whatever the number is, that would be my pick for the podcast. It, it more so has to do with, I I need to wait to pick a side. Um, and I get that I could be late on closing value, but I got to wait to see who's playing for the Browns. Um, If I had to make a pick for the podcast, I would take the over in the Packers team total.
0: Okay. Um, So for me, I actually, I'm not official yet for just like you. I could care less about CLV at this point. It's all about having the right guys in there, the guys who are actually playing and not having a bunch of scrubs out there. According to what I read, Kevin Stefanski, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry will all be back, including most of the other guys who are there missing. Pretty much everyone is expected to be back here for the Browns. The Browns need this game like blood, and the Browns need this game terribly. They're going to fight, fight, fight. They showed it last week with the fight they put up. Miles Garrett is questionable. I want to make sure that he plays. Look, I think the Browns give it all they got. I think the Browns are going to give it all they got these last couple games. That's all they ever do. I think seven and a half for a team that's max motivated versus a team that's probably not going to be that motivated. It's too many points. I think the Packers end up winning this game by like six points or something like that. Browns covered this one. I haven't officially played it yet just because I want to double check everything on the day of and make sure that I'm not like missing any key players or anything for COVID. But I'm thinking Packers for sure. I mean, I'm thinking Browns for sure in this one. Um, I
1: almost feel like Miles Garrett playing his availability is uh, almost as big as Baker's. Like, if you can't get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, he's going
0: to pick you apart. I agree completely. And also, too, not to relate everything to – also, I want to say this, too. I'm not as impressed with the Packers' defense as I was. Giving up all his points to freaking Tyler Huntley last week was pathetic. But also this, too. I I hate to relate things to Madden, but Miles Garrett's a 99 overall on Madden. That boy's a freaking beast, and it's pretty damn hard to get a 99 on Madden. So that goes to show you guys how important he is to this team in this game. Next game up on here is another Saturday game at 8.15. It's going to be our night game. The Indianapolis Colts travel to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. The total on this game is at 49. Arizona is a one-point home favorite. Look, this falls right in my sweet spot. 69% of the bets, 95% of the money is on Indianapolis Give me the Arizona Cardinals in an all-time bounce-back spot, guys. The look-ahead line on this game last week was five points. Now, all of a sudden, Arizona is a one-point favorite. That's a four-point move. Look, I get it. Indianapolis probably upgraded a little bit from their performance last week. I think they're being overly respected here in this game. I think Arizona is going to be able to stuff the run. I think they're going to force Carson Wentz to pass the ball. Carson Wentz is not good at all at passing the ball. I think that air. I think this is the Arizona spot, man. I think they come out here at home, pissed off off a loss. They turn up at the house and they get it done on Christmas.
1: I mean, listen, it's a it, it's the definition of a bounce back spot needed uh, from the Cardinals. Two game losing streak, one to the Lions. Um, thing with them is they haven't played good football at home um i think they have they've like one win at home i think this season or something like that no which way is just, it's uh let me pull up i can pull it up real quick
0: yeah i'm looking it up as you speak as All well right, so they have two
1: oh i'm way off they have three okay um but they're 10 and four I mean
0: Yeah, seven and one away.
1: Yeah, it's just a great road team. I just I it's almost like losing like DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know why it's not being talked about even more. Like when you need a guy to make a play for you or just bail you out somehow, you throw the ball to him. Like who you who is bailing Kyler Murray out right now? And like they're still good players. Christian Kirk's a good player, AJ Green is solid at this point, but they're not Hopkins. And can they make the big play? I don't know. Um, I know Michael Pittman or Michael Pittman can make big plays. I know Jonathan Taylor can make big plays. It's like I hate to take the public side on this. Um, so I'm not going to, but I don't feel confident in picking the Cardinals, but give me the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, Ben, if you don't feel as confident in it, it's always a great teaser spot to tease the teasing the Packers and teasing the Cardinals or teasing the Colts, teasing the Colts up to seven, you know. I think that's a great teaser yeah. spot right there. No, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, never, never a bad idea to pay, play the square teaser. That usually will get it done. Um, let's move the well, – actually, before we move to Sunday's games real quick, I want to talk about NBA real quick on Christmas Day. So, I was hoping I could come on here and talk about how the Hawks lost to the Knicks earlier in the season, and they're going to absolutely trash them as the mayor and, and the daddy of the New York Knicks, the owner of the team, returns to the, turns to the garden with Trey Young. But – He's probably going to be out for COVID, so nothing for that game. Boston versus Milwaukee still don't have any COVID updates. The Warriors, though, the Warriors will be without Andrew Wiggins, and they will be without Jordan Poole, who just got added to the COVID list. Honestly – I hope the Warriors get these guys back for this game. The Warriors are going to Phoenix to take on the Phoenix Suns. Totals 27. Phoenix, a four point favorite. Suns will be my biggest bet of the entire day that day. I'll be absolutely laying the wood with them at minus four. If the Warriors get those guys back, the number will probably move to two and a half or one. Mikhail Bridges is going to guard Steph Curry and absolutely shut him down. So when these teams met the first time in Phoenix, Devin Booker got hurt and Phoenix still handled their business with them. Mikel Bridges was a nightmare for Curry. Curry was three for 15 shooting in that game game Jordan Poole carried the offense. They go back to Golden State, still no Bridges. They held held their own for a while with Bridges getting hurt and No Booker out there. You look at the flip side of this thing, man, healthy Suns team, Suns are going to have a field day on them. I think the Suns blow out the Warriors -4 max play for me. I got nothing on the NBA. Yeah, I fi- I figured that. Um, the other games, Lakers Brooklyn, we got to see COVID update for that. Dallas is probably going to be with all their guys. Utah is only minus five and a half right now. I definitely like the like Utah in that one against Dallas minus five and a half with Dallas missing pretty much their whole team because of COVID, but. Honestly, NBA is going to be shitty now thanks to COVID, so shout-out to COVID for ruining Christmas Day NBA. At least we got NBA or Christmas Day NFL. Speaking of NFL, let's go back to NFL now and go to NFL Sunday here. NFL Sunday, guys, we got some crazy, crazy matchups. We'll go ahead and start out, though, with the one that me and Ben hinted to earlier in the podcast. We got it, guys. The battle for for the for another playoff spot for another division winner, Buffalo versus New England here. This game will be at 1 p.m. on CBS. New England is a two-point home favorite over under at 43 and a half in this one. I'm gonna go ahead and open things up, guys. Was saying I will not be betting this game, but I will give you all a pick for the sake of the podcast. Anyway, so when you think about this game, Ben, you want first you would say you want to take the Patriots. Second thing I would say It's a revenge game here for Buffalo. Kendrick Bourne is banged up, probably not going to go in this one. Nelson Aguilar and N'Keele Harry are both going to be out. On top of that, you got Ramondre Stevenson, who will be the starting running back again with Damian Harris out. Buffalo is damn good against the run, and they will absolutely not let New England run the freaking football on them this time. I mean, if they let them run the football on them, they might as well retire from being an NFL team because they embarrassed them that badly last time. Buffalo is going to be pissed off. They're going to need this game like blood. They want to get back tied up for this division. I know I've said that so many times teams need these games like blood because they really do because these se- their seasons hinge on these games. I think Buffalo goes in New England and gets it done, man. This, not only did they lose last game – got absolutely embarrassed. That was kind of like Bill Belichick laughing at them. If these guys are true competitors, they're going to come out here fired up and they're going to stick it to them. That's what I think happens. I think Buffalo wins this game straight up for get the points.
1: Yeah. I mean, fully healthy, I, I would take the Patriots. Um, I think better coached, better team, mm-hmm. uh, better this and that. But you just mentioned three receivers that might be out or two or three receivers that that are, that are might be out and uh, Damian Harris not playing. So Nah, I'm gonna have no no game, uh, no skin in the game on this matchup. I think it's a really interesting game to watch though, and I'll and I'll definitely have it on. Um, it's just I don't know what the Patriots' offense is gonna, like. I can't name a receiver Mac Jones will throw the ball to other than his tight ends, um, Smith and and Henry. So if I can't name who you're throwing the ball to, I I can't pick you. Um, but I also think they're the better team. Like I really do. I. I was so wrong about Buffalo, and I don't see in a scenario where I come back on the podcast and I'm like, wow, they really turned it around. They're an excellent football team once again. Like, I just think they're not. For whatever reason this year, they're not. They can't run the football. That's it right um, there, I think. Yeah, but they couldn't run the ball last year.
0: I don't know, I guess man. I it's last just, another, just another
1: year of film. Like no Last one year, that was just
0: weird. I felt like if you were much better than a team, you went out and beat the shit out of them. Like, I've never done so bad in my entire life betting on football. Usually, it's pretty back and forth like it is this year. Last year, I've never done so bad betting on the NFL, and I really think it was because of the COVID.
1: Might be. I just can't trust them.
0: Um, yeah. So, I got
1: nothing on this game.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's a stay. It's a total stay away for me. It'll be a fun one to watch though. Let's go to to another one o'clock game here. And oh shit, what I was hoping wouldn't happen happened. Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Baltimore Ravens. The spread on this one is now. I'm seeing Cincinnati minus three and a half. It'll probably fluctuate back down to three. Um, a total on this game is at forty five. I actually hadn't placed my bet yet on this one, but my bet was going to be Cincinnati minus three at three and a half. I would rather just stay off and watch it for fun. Maybe throw Cincinnati in a teaser piece, but look, like we said, Ben, Baltimore is so beat up. They lost more people in the game last week. Once again, Lamar Jackson, probably going to play quarterback, but there's no way that he's healthy. I would maybe even run out there with Tyler Huntley. Again, he's looked pretty good so far this season, and it's three times we have seen him on the field. Cincinnati is going to be at home. Those fans are going to be absolutely wild. I know some Cincinnati people, this is what they live for all week, guys. Cincinnati, there's not much out there. This is what they live for in that city is Cincinnati Bengals football, and they think they're getting to the playoffs. Joe Mixon is banged up though, which is one thing that scares me a little bit is I think Mixon is a huge different mixer running the football, but ultimately I think the Bengals are the better team here, guys, between them, the Ravens, the Ravens are trending downwards, all these injuries and everything's starting to starting to come up on them. How many more times can they play close games? I think this game will be pretty tight, but I think Cincinnati wins by a touchdown.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to take the Bengals in this situation. If I do, I'll probably buy the half point to get it to minus three. Yeah. Um, to get away from the three and a half, I just like I said earlier about the Bengals. Like this is, uh, you know, pretty much a must win for them to keep the edge in the division, and they know that their opponents banged up. Like it's time to put your foot on the gas and sh- show this division that it's yours for the taking. Um, listen, they lose this game. We already mentioned it. Like this division is completely up for grabs. The Browns win this weekend, um, and if and if the Ravens uh, win, so. It's just a wild division. Um, It's hard to predict anything. I'm going to take the Bengals. I'll probably buy the point to get it to minus three.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with you on that one. Um, Cincinnati should show out in this one, guys. I mean, they're at home. No excuses. It's a Baltimore team that's trending downwards. They got to come in-house and handle business. Um, Last game here on the 1 o'clock slate before we go to the 4 o'clock where we got one other big-time playoff matchup to discuss. Um, But let's hop hop on – this game, this is actually my bet of the week here, guys. Um, LA Rams on the road taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota needs this game, guys, terribly. I've talked about it all podcasts. They need it, man. Sit, the Rams are laying three and a half here in this spot. Over-unders at 49. So Dalvin Cook is going to be out due to COVID. Cam Akers is coming back. By the way, Ben, I just saw like while we were on the podcast, you sent me that on Twitter. Very hyped up, Cam Akers, one of my favorite players. Those are both; those are on I don't he's necessarily
1: playing, but he's activated yeah. often.
0: Yeah, he's activated. Cam Akers and Cook are probably my two favorite players in the NFL that don't play for the Falcons, besides Jalen Ramsey. Um, let's talk about it, though, man. Look, I'll go first since that I have. Uh, th- look, this if the like I said last week with Pittsburgh, I said Pittsburgh was probably my bet, my favorite betting spot of the entire season. I feel even stronger about this one here guys. Look, the Rams, I've talked about it earlier. I'm not impressed with this team at all. Who what have they done this year to impress us? Like honestly, I'm about to pull their pull their schedule up right here. As the Rams have done nothing this season at all to impress me. I really think this Rams team is overrated. I mean, they They've ran the ball decently. Matthew Stafford has not looked that great. This team has underperformed a ton, and I just think this is the Vikings spot, man. The Vikings seem to play to the level of their opponent. The fact that we're catching points here, I feel like the Vikings should be favored in this spot. The fact they're catching points. (laughs) Justin Jefferson's a beast here, and to get Adam Thielen back, this defense is playing better. So when you look at the Rams here, Cool, they beat the Bears. I mean, they beat they barely beat the Colts, and that was when the Colts sucked at the beginning of the season. Okay, they beat Tampa Bay. That's the one good win they got. Then they lose to the lose to the Cardinals, they beat the, the shitty Seahawks, they beat the shitty Giants, they beat the shitty Lions, they beat the shitty Texans. Oh, wait, they play a real team at home, Tennessee Titans, without Derrick Henry. Tennessee beats the shit out of them. They play the 49ers at at San Francisco. They get absolutely embarrassed. Then they get two weeks off, and they get to in, integrate Odell Beckham Jr. into their lineup. What happens? They get smacked against the Packers who don't have Devontae Adams. Remember that. That was when the Aaron Rodgers' toe had just gotten hurt, and they didn't have Devontae Adams. They were favored in Green Bay off a of bye. They get smacked. Oh, cool. Then they come back and beat the Jags. They beat the Cardinals who are falling apart at this point, and they beat and honestly, if the NFL didn't didn't want them to win, I mean, that was definitely pass interference at the end of the game. They probably could have lost the Seahawks on Tuesday. Let's also mention that they're played last on Tuesday, so they have a quick turnaround here. I feel so good about this. I think the wrong team is favored. I'll probably throw a little bit on the alternate line, plus three and a half all day. I'm all over the Minnesota Vikings here.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you've listened – you know to multiple episodes of this podcast, then you know, I just absolutely dislike the Vikings. Um, it's solely based around the fact that I can't figure them out. Um, this is a game they need, as you mentioned, and it's in the first window, so I can't bet against Kirk Cousins because him playing in the first window of, of Sundays are just it's when he plays at his best. So I, I'm with you, I'm gonna take the Vikings.
0: Let's go. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is also 60% against the spread in the one o'clock window. He's barely 40% playing in the other windows. And he, you know, he just got that Monday night football off his back as well. He was like one in seven career on Monday night football. Finally got a W there. Um, last game up on the slate is another divisional matchup that still, you know, this one still weighs a good bit on the playoffs, even though we don't think either of these teams are going to make it. Denver Broncos versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are point are currently at 0.5. <laughs> They're currently favored by 0.5 at home over under on this one's at 41 and a half Drew lock will be playing quarterback. Ben, you like anything here?
1: I'm staying off just because both these teams are just so average. I mean, my my immediate reaction is take the Raiders because Drew Locke's playing and I mean, good God, we know who Drew Locke is at this point. Um, but like I'm not gonna sit here and say that the Raiders are a good football team or the Raiders are trustworthy. So like I don't I don't trust either of these teams. Um I have nothing in this game. I'd probably take the Raiders since they're home. Um and I would ta- I would probably take the Broncos if they were home.
0: Yeah, I think you made the. I think you made the the main point at the beginning of it, man. It is Drew Locke playing quarterback. I will fade Drew Locke playing quarterback all day. I'm not officially playing this game, but my fourth pick is the Raiders for that reason. I also think if Darren Waller goes, you know, think that's also a, another good thing to add in there. This Raiders team is pretty bad, man. I mean, they should have lost that. They game just lost that defensive back too. Yeah, they had. Yeah, they lost Jonathan Abram for the season. Yeah, I mean they had no business winning that game last uh, on a uh, t- on Monday against the Browns. They absolutely screwed me by the half point, so they're definitely on my shit list. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I just I think this is a game that I don't want anything to do with. as a better, but I would take the Raiders. I mean, it's Drew Lock for crying out loud. There's no way I'll ever bet on Drew Lock a day in my life. So Ra- Raiders are pass here for me. Ben Gorwitz, any other games you want to talk about before we get up out of here? Drew Locke's on the long list of
1: misses by uh, John Owe and the Broncos staff.
0: I remember me and uh, a couple of our friends got in a heated Twitter I debate at- of me sa- saying that Drew Locke would be a total bust in the NFL, and them saying, oh, he had no help at Missouri. I mean, look at him now.
1: I remember laughing when they drafted Paxton Lynch.
0: <laughs> yeah, Paxton Lynch is – I mean – Paxton Lynch is probably the worst first round pick. Court, I mean, it's between him and uh and Garrett Gilbert when the Browns took him in the first round. I think those are probably the two worst first round taking QBs in NFL history. There's a I lot like Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, but Jamarcus Russell apparently was like addicted to lean. So that's what it, <laughs> they had like Lil Wayne on that. Uh, on Highly Questionable, one time, and they're like, asked him, they're like, Who's a player that like probably ruined their career partying with y'all? He's like, You know what? This guy's so old, I don't even care at this point. He's like, Jamarcus Russell, for sure. He's like, That boy was pouring up lean with us in the club all the time. He's like, We told him, even he's like, Even we were telling him he needed to chill out.
1: <laughs> so bad, dude. But no, I got nothing else to add.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, guys, we appreciate everyone tuning in. We got a lot of games and everything on y'all. Trust me, guys, you don't want to miss these next couple podcasts. We got big stuff developing in the NFL. It yeah, coming we... out
1: Tuesday morning or Monday night?
0: Um, yeah, I'll put it up Monday night just because there's going to be that game on at 12 to start the day off on, on Tuesday. But, yeah, guys, we got big college football games, big developments in the NFL, all kinds of stuff coming for y'all. Everybody, make sure you tune in. Ben, it's a pleasure as always, and we wish everyone Merry Christmas. Happy holidays if you don't do that. Talk to y'all again soon.